Hey there team, welcome to this week's episode of Endurance Coaching Business. I'm Kim Linksford from Training Talk. Here at Training Talk, we're the only all-in-one endurance coaching software platform where running triathlon endurance and nutrition coaches even can prescribe and analyze training and nutrition. They can sell their own training plans to their own branded store and they can create content and share it with their members through a private uh, platform. So all of that uh, good stuff, I'm still practicing getting all of that out clearly. Um, we offer so many, such a broad set of features, it's always difficult to explain to coaches what the platform is. But maybe this blog itself might help that a little bit um, and give you a bit more context. So title of the blog post this episode is is your coaching platform serving your best interests so for a starting point uh this email this blog and this podcast goes out to my email list um i write a lot about business if you're listening to this you know i talk a lot about business and marketing for endurance coaches specifically and not many people talk about that stuff so Long story short, a lot of people who are in my audience use other coaching platforms, not necessarily training tool. And that's totally fine. So I'm here to help um, coaches improve their businesses, you know, raise, um, raising the water, raises all ships or whatever you say. But anyway, so it's something that I've seen recently coaches in some um, groups, uh, online um, complaining about the platforms that they're using launching features that aren't really in the best interest of coaches but seem to be in the best interest of athletes using that same coaching system so that's why i'm asking the question is your platform serving your best interests as a coach so you know how most coaching platforms in endurance sports, they just naturally serve both athletes and coaches, that makes sense. So you might not have really thought about this too much, and maybe that's just, oh, that's just the way things are, but let's just pause for a second to think about what that actually means. So believe it or not, this default setting is a bunch of gotchas and trade-offs that aren't so obvious. And I'm talking about from the perspective of coaches so as a background here at training talk we don't offer any services directly to athletes we don't sell training plans to athletes we don't sell memberships to athletes you can't sign up to training talk if you're an athlete you can only sign up as a coach and then our coaches resell the platform to their own clients for whatever pricing they want to resell it for offering whatever training plans that they've got on offer in their own branded platform but other platforms don't do that. We're the only platform that does that. So I'm not saying we're better. And actually, this is not a criticism of those other platforms. This is a commentary of the natural incentives and then in turn results that happen based on this model. So platforms like Training, Pil Training Peaks, so they've built up their substantial presence would say they're, they're, they're a good coaching platform loved by many coaches and athletes um, 
but they sell to both coaches and athletes. So that's not a bad thing uh, in itself. And they offer they offer training plans through a marketplace, um, coaching tools, or they they re- they help coaches sell their own coaching and training plans through the Training Peaks marketplace to the athletes. So if you want to sign up to Training Peaks, you can sign up with a coach account or you can sign up with an athlete account and you can pay for either of those things. So Training Peaks connects coaches and, and athletes together in their marketplace. And this intention is good. Like it's a, it's a really good business model and it's successful for them. But there are some unintended consequences for coaches. So let's just talk about some conflicting incentives. So marketing to athletes. So in a dual focus model like Training Peaks has and the other platforms as well, marketing training plans and coaching to athletes has to become a priority because it's a big part of their revenue. So, but then think about, but whose plans and whose coaching are they marketing? So often the platform's selected offerings can inadvertently undermine individual coaches and unique services. So this is more about the platform's best interests versus the coach's best interests. So balancing the needs of two primary types of customer bases, athletes and coaches, is really difficult. So if a platform's, a big part of a platform's revenue depends on selling plans and coaching and and um, subscriptions to athletes then at some point the platform is going to prioritize solving problems for those athletes rather than uh, for individual coaches the other thing is when you think about this there is exponentially more athletes to sell to than there are coaches so naturally if you're selling to both you have to lean towards the bigger market which their platforms do Right or wrong. I'm not criticizing again. I'm not criticizing. This is just how these incentives play out for results. So the other thing is competition within the platform. So coaches will find themselves not only competing with each other inside the same platform, but also with the platform itself. Because the platform sells directly to athletes. You you can sell to the platform can sell to the athlete. And the athlete can use the platform without a coach, without buying coaching from a coach, without buying training plans from a coach, just directly in the platform. So this internal competition can really hinder the growth of athletes on, uh, of coaches on the platforms, and also make it really challenging to stand out. So what's this? What am I talking about here? So I'm really talking about. I'm not saying that Training Peaks or the other platforms go out to. Um, not benefit coaches on purpose. So that's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what happens. This is about intentions versus incentives. So Training Peaks and all these other platforms intend to offer the best possible service they can to their coaches. And many coaches love the platform because of this. They're well looked after. Um, They've been using the platform for a long time. But unfortunately, Um, For coaches, intentions do not always equate to results, so incentives do. So even with the best intentions of the platforms, the incentives will never line up. And as they say, they do say this I think, 
show me the incentives and I will show you the results. So results are always based on incentives, not intentions. So as the platform strive to meet both athletes and coaches' needs, coaches will then find themselves in a difficult position. So with the spotlight often shining towards athletes, coaches could feel overshadowed with their new neat problems and needs left unaddressed. So that's what I've seen in these um, online groups where I see coaches complaining about some features that have been added that are detrimental to them but a benefit to athletes and of course to the platform. So as a result, the coaching environment with that the relationship with that platform can feel more transactional rather than transformational. So this is what a marketplace does. It emphasizes general offerings over specialized services. So coaches normally offer specialized services, but the platform can um, prioritize general offerings like training plans in the marketplace, the athlete subscriptions, etc. So this is a double-edged sword though. Because you might be thinking, well, that's quite good marketplace um, for coaches and athletes to bring them together, and, and you'd be right. But there's dis there's advantages and disadvantages of the market. So for many new coaching businesses, marketplace is awesome because it connects athletes and coaches together, which is really attractive for coaches. Because if you don't already have a big audience, a big following, it allows you to access a pool of potential athletes and gain visibility that you wouldn't have been able to do on your own. Um, however, as coaching businesses mature, and this is what I've seen, as coaching businesses have been around a bit longer, they've built their own audience and they've, they've started to build their own brand, these sort of dynamics change a bit. And that very marketplace that once facilitated growth can really reverse that advantage. So a couple of things. Limited brand control, so within a marketplace, it's really hard to stand out with your brand and it can become diluted. Potential conflicts with the platform's direct offerings to athletes. So this is what I've been talking about there. As the platform markets, various training plans and coaching that can inadvertently conflict with that, with a individual coach's specialised offerings. So... Training Peaks send out a bunch of emails to athletes. Some of these will be trying to sell training plans, um, promoting their coach online coach directory, and this is your this is athletes that are already being coached by a coach inside that same platform, and they're being marketed services from other coaches and from the platform itself. So it's actually really difficult to detach yourself from that marketplace once you become reliant on it. But it can be done. So here at Training Tool, we offer a more specialised, tailored service just to coaches. So as I said, we don't offer any services to athletes, so we don't have a conflict of interest there about what we're trying to sell. Um, and we've unambiguously put coaches first. We only sell to coaches. So by focusing solely on coaches and without selling to um, athletes, it allows us to really stick to this philosophy that we really believe in the empowerment, empowerment of coaches. So we don't just provide tools. 
we build uh, relationships with coaches. We understand the intricate nuances of coaching businesses um, because coaches are at the heart of everything we do. And all our incentives, this goes back to incentives and um, results again, all our incentives align with helping coaches save time and make more money in their business. So why do we think focus matters? So as I was saying, this, we focus on coaches, so we eliminate the conflicting incentives. We ensure that as a coach, your growth, your success, and your coaching practice is never compromised. So your problems are the same problems that we need to solve. Your growth is our mission, and your success is our success. So unlike a dual focus model that might inadvertently lead to undermining individual coaches, our commitment is clear. It's all about you, the coach, without distraction or dilution. So some things, some ways in which we do this, So, and we try and empower coaches at every stage of their business and, and within our platform. So we recognise the evolving needs of coaching businesses. So as you're getting started to establish brands, our focus remains on empowering coaches without any of the constraints or misaligned incentives that um, occur with a dual focus on coaches and athletes. So five things, ownership of athlete accounts. So athlete accounts are owned by the coaching business. So this fosters loyalty and continuity. Athletes can't, in training to athletes, cannot hop between coaches using the same account. And that takes us to number two, protection of IP. So other coaches, because athletes can't hop to different coaches within the same platform with the same account, other coaches will never inherit, inherit your previously coached athletes, so they will never see the prescribed training and workouts you, that you've spent uh, years developing um, through your uh, hard work and experience. Other coaches will never see that. Third one, professionalism. This is the platform that allows you to have a little bit more professionalism because it's a platform that you customize for yourself. You onboard your athletes into the into your own branded customized platform, not someone else's platform. So you control the process. Um, we've got some tools for building your brand, so a bunch of specific features to help, you know, create content, share it all online, um, all branded and um, customized to however you want it to be. And of course, number five, no conflicting marketing. So we never reach out to athletes in the in the system. We never pitch them alternative services to your coaching. Um, we never try and sell them training plans or and we never try and sell them coaching from your competitors through a marketplace. And we never sell them anything ourselves. So I hope that makes sense. Um, that's, it's something that may or may not be negatively affecting you now, but as you grow into your coaching business, you might start to see that how these conflicts of interest may negatively affect your coaching business. And if that's the case, please reach out. We'd love to help you elevate your coaching practice with our platform training tool. So, you know, love to create a partnership 
um, to help shape the future of your coaching business. And if you're looking for that, you know, for an uncompromised coach-centered platform, then Training Talk's the one. So you can sign up for a trial, trainingtalk.com forward slash sign up, or click the link in the show notes. So, so thanks for listening, and I will talk to you again next week in the next episode.